Florida Gators lost a commit yesterday morning. We're going to talk about that here today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And joining me now is going to be Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider. Joining me now for Locked On Gators is Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider, and Mackay Boyro decommitted. Before we talk about that, LinkedIn is the college recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Podcast Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to. Faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. And Brian, as I mentioned, Makai Boyro decommitted from the Florida Gators. What do you take away from Florida losing that commitment of Makai Boyro? Like, like even we're going to talk about where he's probably going to wind up. But even without talking about that part, like what do you take away from that? Because I, and I, I've said it before. I don't think this is the beginning of some mass exodus that's going to happen in Florida. If there is ever going to be a mass exodus, which I don't think there will be, I don't believe this is the beginning of it. So just what do you take from Florida? I mean, losing. It's a civil, they lost that. Well, it's a kid that the University of Georgia, the University of Florida, and numerous other schools wanted. Maybe he made a decision too early. Uh, maybe it's just stepping back. There's a lot of possibilities, but I'm still going to guess that Florida fans are concerned that he's going to wear red. So that would be your guess as well, I'm sure. And I think that's the part that is more hurtful than anything. If you thought he was going to NC state, it wouldn't bother you as much, but <laughs> wouldn't care. <laughs> wouldn't care at all. But the fact that he's going to turn around and play against you, that's a different animal to itself. Here's the deal with him before you even ask and why a lot of fans need to understand this. Star rankings are one thing, and they usually have a place. However, there are certain positions that are as unique as it gets. The most unique in football is a true zero technique. And what that means is you're the big bubba in front of the center that needs to be blocked by not one, but two human beings. There are about five to 10 of those in the country a year. And this isn't the greatest year for it in high school football anyway. Plus you were taking that kid away from the school you compete with in Georgia, because that's where he's going to go. We already know it barring something unforeseen, but in, in today's age, anything's possible, but that's, that's my guess is what he's going to eventually do is sign with Georgia. You not only lose on your side, you lose on the other too. So that, that stings a little. Did I miss anything? No, I, I do have a question, though, about, about oh, okay. the ranking part, because just like you're, you're our recruiting expert. Why does that not go into rankings that like, hey, there's like five to ten good, true, like pure nose tackles that are that are like that size and athletic? Like, why is he not automatically a, a blue chip player just for being good at a very rare position? 
That's a quality question. Uh, for him, this two-part answer. For him specifically, he transferred schools to Creekside. He was overweight. He was in the 390 neighborhood is what I was told. And then got down under 350 about the time he originally committed to Florida. I'm not sure he was on the radar of a lot of people other than schools that just kind of recruit that area heavily. So that's A. But the part about the zero technique and, and like on three or 24-7 or whatever, having a spot for that, I'm all for it. Because that is not many people are going to sign up for that. Hey, I want to be the guy that gets double teamed. That's not what people are signing up for. So, yeah, it's rare, man. Uh, there's only so many guys that can do it. Like, let's be honest. Would Bama or Georgia be any good if they couldn't find those kids consistently? No, they'd have to literally change their defense. And to that point, Florida runs it at least some of the time, not as much as those two schools. If you don't have a 300 plus pound guy playing nose, you're not going to be able to run it. Jackson, like the guy they, they've got there now, is not a little fella, but he's going to run out of eligibility too. You've got to constantly bring him in. It's hard, very limited room to miss on this yeah that's that's like exactly why i'm just like he should be highly rated like like if he can do the thing that a lot of people can't do and there's five to ten of them or even 20 in a, in a class it's I not many like, yeah i feel like you should be pretty highly rated considering it's the entire country regardless though i'm not here to change how recruiting sites want to do their rankings i have plenty of problems with them that's just one of them but for florida mckay he commits to Florida. A couple months later, decommits. Safe to say Georgia didn't fall back. Like, like Georgia wasn't like, oh, you committed to Florida, our biggest rival. Don't worry. Go ahead. We're just going to back off. I think it's safe to say Florida's not going to just all of a sudden go, oh, hey, you committed to our biggest rival. Sure. Even though you totally wanted to at least go here at some point, neither coaching staff is, lying, is laying off. I think it's safe to assume that like we talk about with a lot of kids, this is probably one of those times where I'm not going to chalk him up as anything until he puts pen to paper or finger to phone screen or or whatever it is now. Yeah, I don't know how they sign, and I probably don't want to know. But uh, you have to keep recruiting him. I mean, Napier and his staff need a guy at that spot. And if you have him, then all those other good defensive players they have in the front seven are more likely to be one-on-one. It's simple math, brother. You keep recruiting each kid that's really good until they sign elsewhere. That's it. Yeah, and I know that we we touched on his ranking not being awesome. He was in like the 700s on like 24-7, which I, I, I'm i ready for this part of his recruitment because once he committed, everybody that was a Florida Gators fan was like, Oh, he's gonna get bumped. He's he's gonna rise. Like like he's gonna he's gonna rise up as he's a Florida Gators commit. I'm not worried about the 700. He's gonna be a blue chip player. I still think that's true, and it's gonna be so funny because Florida Gators fans are going to go. Once he goes to Georgia, he gets the bump. Is that what we're talking about? Like that's gonna be my. Favorite oh, that'll be a podcast. that'll be an entire podcast we can do. I yeah, mean, once he goes to Georgia, he's gonna be like four almost five star and everyone's just gonna be like damn it and and i just i just can't wait for that part because it, it's it's I, I feel like it's not necessarily true that like once you go to georgia you get the bump but it no. is funny that once it once it does happen and i feel like both of us know it's going to happen 
I feel like that's going to be one of the greatest days in, in Florida Gators Twitter, just because I feel like they're going to go nuts with it, or X, whatever you want to call it now. Well, I'm sure yeah. you can find plenty of those commentaries on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and what other? TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. TikTok. Don't, don't forget TikTok. Oh, I, I stay away from that. But uh, it's it's going to be out there, and it'll be fun. Uh, just tell me about it. I, I don't want to go. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be binging that content. The Florida Gators host the Tennessee Volunteers this coming Saturday. And if you're looking for tickets this late in the game, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. There's no reason to not use Game Time, right? Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. That's code Locked On College for twenty dollars off with Game Time. So download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. His ranking right now isn't great, and that's not the part that I want people to care about because I understand. Florida Gators Twitter, once he decommitted, it was like, average player ranking going up. This is a win. Um, no, it's it's not a win. I, I want to just hammer home. Like He has the measurables that you can't just go out there and say, we'll find another guy. Because people his size are very rare. Yeah. People his size and can play how he plays are even more rare so i i, I kind of want to have it like that's just it's not something that you can easily replace like are, are there any other guys in the 2024 class that you think florida could look at to even try to replace that style of play that are still available and sec talents uh, there probably are how raw are they and a that being the case b is more important how many are truly available like this year in the state of florida there, there's there are two that I know of that are truly that three plus one's committed to Texas and another one I don't believe is committed. He's a little more raw, but the, I mean, the, think about how big the state of Florida is. I mean, for that, that, that just shows you how hard it is to find those kids. There's not many, uh, maybe I'm missing one, but that's a low number brother. So maybe they get a Juco kid. Saban has done that before. Um, maybe they get a transfer. But at least every other year, you got to get a zero technique out of the high school ranks, and they may not get one now. Yeah. Um, is the other guy that you were talking about from Florida, is it DeAndre Robinson that's committed to Texas? That... That's Yeah, he's the one from Orlando. The other kid's from uh, Bradenton. Okay. Um, just because I, I just wanted to – because Florida was also in on DeAndre oh, Robinson. I'm sure they're going to recruit the heck out of – Yeah, I'm sure his phone's just like, hey, you up right now. Uh, so I'd, I'd imagine – they're, they're already circling back there. Uh, well, Some already were. I talked to him recently. They, they haven't stopped anybody. And they should. Yeah. Good coaching staffs don't stop recruiting good players. I don't care. Back. I don't care how anybody feels about Billy Napier or what he's done so far. You, at the very least, you have to admit or acknowledge like, hey, he's done a pretty good job of even if he does lose a recruiting battle not backing off of that recruiting battle because I feel like that's such an important part of recruiting where you see guys flip and Billy Napier, he's flipped multiple players before and then that's kind of been a thing he's not you know made a habit of, but he's flipped, what, five to six players over the past year and a half, almost two years that he's been here. 
that's fine. Yeah, he's, he's on par with where he needs to be. Florida shouldn't have to flip as many kids as other schools. It's Florida. So you should get him on the first round more often. But again, at a spot like that, there's no pride, brother. There's yeah, no numbers I, either. You got to get what you can get. Yeah, uh, I, I will say I think Florida, at least right now, when you look at what they've got at, at just, I don't even want to say, no, just, just big boys uh, for 2023, they've got Cam Jackson. They've got Desmond Watson. Desmond Watson will be back again next year, more likely than not. And then, yeah, I, I feel like it's very hard to find that. So how hard is that to find even in, in the portal? Like you did a good job so far with Cam Jackson, getting him from Memphis. But I, I feel like if you're a player that's a good at that spot, there's not a lot of incentive to leave unless you're the outlier like Cam Jackson, where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm stepping up from the group of five to the SEC, like show that I can do it against elite talent. It's going to be really hard. Think about how much NIL money would go for a nose guard that's established with Alabama and or Georgia in the market. Just let your mind Jordan wonder. Davis would have. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jordan Davis would have cleaned oh. up. He would have been like, you know, I'm just going to stay in college for as long as I can. <laughs> he Why could have made I? seven figures if he would have changed schools. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Someone asked this in the Lockdown Gators Discord, so I, I did want to ask it. Do you think that Makai Boyro has any impact on the Florida Gators recruitment of LJ McCray, whether it means like, Hey, we're going to push even harder. Cause to me, um, I think of LJ McCray as more of a three tech kind of guy. And obviously Makai Boyro, not exactly lining up as a three tech. So I, I don't see why it would impact, but you're the expert. Does it change how they kind of stack their board at certain parts or, or not? No. Um, you would recruit LJ McCray if you had two. Boy Rose. Uh, a, Boy Rose, great, but they are completely different players. Two, McCray is great, and you just need it. Um, McCray walked by me the other day when I was at the Miami game. He was there for an unofficial visit, and I, I said to myself, that's how I want my defensive lineman to look, 6'6", 260, and athletic. It's just me, you know. You know that's, that's pretty much where I am. Yeah, that kid doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. So, yeah, he's going to be recruited hard by Miami, Florida, Florida State, and Georgia until he signs. Uh, I know he's got a visit to Florida State in October, but he's probably going to take a couple more unofficials, and Florida will probably be one of them. So, yeah, they're going to recruit him regardless. Football season is here. Finally, finally, Wolf Sunday sucked. Ken Walker, Ken Walker, Kenneth Walker the third of Michigan State and then Seattle Seahawks. You screwed me. I needed, look, I think 66 and a half yards. He finished with 64. I needed a touchdown. He didn't get in the end zone. Screwed me. Just know that. I have a personal vendetta against Kenneth Walker III right now until I bet on him again this coming week. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to join in on all the fun. And don't forget, when you bet, you can bet $5, get $200 of your new customer. Bet $5, get $100 off YouTube TV, or get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket with YouTube TV. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on for America's number one sportsbook. Yeah, McRae is someone that you think, I, I think we've talked about this before, long-term, think he stays more as three-tech, or does he go to the end edge style? I think he'll play both. 
Like he's a rare kid. Like if you run a three man line, you could play him on the edge. If you ran a four, you could run him at strong side end. You could run him three technique and a four. I mean, he's a, a nightmare because you don't know where he's going to play long-term. Once he kind of figures out technique and he gets used to system wherever he's at, he could be really, really good. And the Florida Gators right now are one in one ugly, horrible, no good, very bad day of the loss to Utah. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, dominant win over McNeese State, which uh, it's McNeese State. But in both games, for everything that did look bad for the Florida Gators, I feel like the interior defensive line was not something that looked bad. Right. Like, at no point was it a concern for me, really, on the interior. How do you think that impacts Florida's recruiting along the interior? Because prior to this season, we spent the entire offseason, our Florida Gators fan, spent the entire offseason trying to go, hey, no, the interior defensive line is going to be a strength this year. But, of course, externally, it, it's proven. Because for Florida, you had insanely large defensive tackle in Desmond Watson, who a lot of people were like, hey, he's too big. You had all-conference player in Cam Jackson, but all-conference at the group of five level. You had Caleb Banks coming from Louisville, who did not play. I think he had uh, 24 total snaps in his time at Louisville. Uh, and your depth defensive tackle in Chris McClellan, who highly rated recruit, true freshman last year that, that rotated in, so far, everybody's looked good as, as a unit. They've just looked good. Do you think that maybe the answer is the question of like, hey, we can coach interior defensive line. Like, like We can get this done as far as just, just getting these recruits more interested in coming to Florida. I think it would have to help. I mean, like it's this is not exactly a quintessential traditional Florida school on the edge. They're not as fast as they normally are, in my opinion. But the D-line still holding up, up the middle. So they're going to be able to look at recruits and say, well, look at this guy coming in from Mississippi. And look at this guy coming in from North Carolina. Look at this kid in Georgia. If you come to, this can be a dominant unit, not just interior. They got to get better on the edges. They probably need to add other pieces too. I'm sure you're more qualified to answer that than me. But when I watched that Utah game and I watched it, I'm like, okay, they're stuffing the run pretty good. They just didn't make critical plays. They didn't make game-changing plays on defense. They were just steady. So that's a start. But up the middle, it wasn't like Utah was busting. I mean, I know McNeese did, and I don't have to watch that game. I'm, I'm never watching that game. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm not wasting three hours of my life. The point is this. Florida's closer than people think. If you fix quarterback and you get a little more pass rush, they could be an eight or nine win team in 24. I still question if they'll win six this year, but look at it this way. Think about how many teams were like five and seven, six and six last season or, or two and oh right now look totally different. If your quarterback play improves and you find a pass rush, there you go. It's two most important things you can do. So there it, it's I know a lot of people are throwing eggs and different things at Florida right now, but take your time. Be be patient here. Not that something that Florida fans are very good at right there, but nonetheless. I'm the one that's like, hey, be patient. And I'm still like, what the hell? Like, I'm so I I get it because I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be the more level-headed one and I'm pissed. So I understand it, but before I let you go, for Florida, defensive line, I mean, it's still a, a good class overall, I believe, for the Florida Gators right now. How can you replace Makai Boyro now that he's gone? Because I feel like that was a big selling point, at least when we've talked before. You know, you still have Nasir Johnson over there who's still big and athletic, but can can you replace Makai Boyro? Do you do you bother trying or are you just like 
it's either him or we don't have a nose tackle that we're comfortable with. And obviously it, it's different for the staff internally, but just in your opinion. Well, I mean, they're going to recruit DeAndre um, and there might be somebody else. I mean, Billy, you got to remember, he was at Louisiana. So the Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas area, there might be a three-star there that they want or have their eye on. That's a lot of prospects that come out of that area that are defensive linemen. So I'm not saying they're done. I just may not know the player. Those areas especially are famous for some small school kid developing as a senior. There could be some 295-pound kid that's 6'5", that they just need to gain 25 pounds and be the nose guard. That could happen. So I wouldn't worry about that. I would just say don't waste a scholarship. Worst case, you get a portal kid that's at least a role player or a JUCO kid. That's also an option. So it's Florida. Don't think about it too hard because chances are you're going to get one next year if you don't this year. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. This is Brian Smith, Lockdown's Recruiting Insider and Florida Gators fans, the host of Lockdown Seminoles. So do feel free to make fun of him. Not that we're really in a great position to do so, but feel free to make fun of him. But thank you so much, Brian. Catch him all throughout the Lockdown College channel and every week on Lockdown Gators. Thank you much. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free right to listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators starting tight end. That's right. Starting tight end. Going to be back tomorrow here on Lockdown Gators. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. And I'll see you all tomorrow.